Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Avasca Scales, at your disposal. fulfilled. Are you there yet? Have you arrived at your destination? Wake up, everyone. Your life is calling. Has your mission been successfully accomplished or have you reached a stalemate or impasse? Ladies and gentlemen, where are you? In efforts of plunging into the nucleus of today's episode featuring our special guest, I'd like to open with a new original prose poem I've been inspired and inclined to forge and chisel titled The Compass unearthing the destination, and abolishing the nemesis. Have you fallen prey to the wind, succumbing to its mercy as it casts you in a whirlwind, pummeling you across boulders of elevated mountainous terrain, downward to the shallow trenches of vast plain fields, comprised of rolling meadows? Have you acquiesced, settled into the ash and cinder of your ignited heart-wrenching pain, agony, defeat, trials, thereby affording, enabling its malicious surrender, or instead extracting its its essence, harnessing it as a catalyst for the manifestation of abundant success in a myriad of facets, and the ill callous seeds of incessant excuses, bearing the wardrobe of our own nemesis, none other than the self, gawking in the reflection of the pristine blown glass, deviating from the vortices of annihilation, Stagnants, cowering in dismal corners, extinguishing the naysaying, plaguing voice echoing within the confines of one's habitual conscience, eyes peeled wide, evoking a new, a newfound awakening. The Book of Life yields a myriad of options likened to the branches of a tree. Hence, we're all bestowed with the titanium treasure of choice, yet are we executing and exercising such appropriately? The past year, relevant to the poem I just shared with you all, is comprised of a gamut of personal accomplishments. In hindsight or retrospect, of the past year, there's a great deal for me to be grateful for. Passion and glee induced by very specific members of my circle have contributed to the success upon which I render my utmost due gratitude and appreciation. However, sporadic trials amid the past season alone, despite the chain reaction of victories, have also contributed to my personal feats. Yet why? Because I made the conscious decision to defy 
failure. In lieu of basking or wallowing in heartache, disappointment, disapproval, and betrayal, I utilized any emotional discord that reared its abominable, loathsome head as fuel for manifesting benevolence in an array of forms, career-wise, socially, domestically, and beyond. Hence, I zealously walked, then sprinted into my predestined purpose, activating the greatness within my by, within by virtue of this very radio platform, ladies and gentlemen, coupled with the gift of words, experience, and expertise used to heal every listener and reader one individual at a time. Case in point, this is my calling. I implore you to unearth your respective calling in exchange, ladies and gentlemen. Credentialed minister and certified life coach Osazi Thompson will deliver the word on the aforementioned lush topic of walking and basking in a purpose-filled life. Furthermore, Osazi will further enlighten us about his branded Purpose Empowerment Project this episode. Ignite your encroaching year on a favorable note, everyone. Without further ado, I introduce to you Osazi Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Recalibrating the Scales radio show, Osazi. How are you this evening? Thank you very much. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity that you've extended to me. Um, I don't take it lightly um, because I think that uh, any platform that someone uh, shares with another, um, they see value in that. And so I see the value in what you're doing, and I just want to reciprocate that value to your listeners um, as we uh, have a conversation this evening. Yes, and I'm all ears. I'm on the edge of my seat, literally as many of our <laughs> listeners are, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm here to listen intuitively. All right. Um, for starters, can you share with our listeners a bit about you and your craft and expertise, Osazi? Sure. Um, and so I just want to uh, start, I guess some people would say way back, uh, but I do believe it's befitting that you talk about the history to put in context the present and, and going beyond. And so uh, I was raised in Chicago, Illinois, uh, single parent. And uh, as many uh, inner city youth uh, have experienced the plight of single parenthood, you know, I, I was among that, uh, that number. But I often uh, saw images of uh, street life and, you know, people glamorizing ignorance. But seldom, you know, did I really see success in business or education growing up early on. And, you know, as I continued to progress through life and got into high school, um, I began to see, you know, other, other sides of life, uh, primarily through the, the, the church that I went to. Uh, there were other opportunities to get outside of the community and so forth. And I began to see that, you know what, life is more than just what I've seen to date at that time. Um, and so toward the time I was getting ready to graduate high school, uh, I'd applied and gotten accepted to uh, Wilberforce, high, uh, Wilberforce University in Wilberforce, Ohio. And, you know, it's something, you know, really uh, ironic about this selection and even the acceptance into the school uh, as I did study, I, I found out that Wilberforce was actually an English politician, and he was a leader in this movement to end or stop slavery. 
And through the result of his work done to end slavery, the Slavery Abolitionist Act of 1833 was enacted, which basically abolished slavery in most of Britain at that time. And I think incidentally, took according with that, you know, he died like three days after hearing the passing of this Slavery Abolition Act. And I believe that was a part of his purpose. And me, you know, I understand that the dots are being connected in our lives as we grow older. We begin to see in retrospect, you know, the, the, the type of connections we had, the type of people we've come across, the type of things we've done, the situations that we've saw ourselves in. And I thought it was interesting that even as him being an, uh, an abolitionist or fighting for freedom, for the rights of slaves, even in this purpose um, idea of helping people to actualize their purpose, I began to see that it's a freedom of sorts. And so let me just continue the story here. Um, that, was, that was like a, a side note because I thought it was really interesting, you know, the connection that I had even with that with that uh, the school, the HBCU, uh, Wilberforce. And so after graduating high school, I ended up going to the Marine Corps. I ended up not going to the school because I actually felt at the time that, you know, I didn't really need school at that time. That was my mindset. You know, I didn't want to – I thought it was something that, you know, was just uh, a part of the, the status quo. You graduate high school, you go to college, so forth. But I didn't want I didn't want to do that. I thought it was – I wanted to do something more meaningful, something that – I believe would give me an opportunity to see a, a greater part of life and, and have opportunity to reflect on what I was doing. And so in the Marine Corps, I think that was one of the best decisions that I made in my life because it gave me an opportunity to see the world, to see, you know, other people, to see other vantage points, to see other views uh, other than that that I've seen that I've seen growing up in the inner city. And so I'm going somewhere with this, so just bear with me, because all of these things help to culminate into me doing what I do now. And so after uh, graduating, after I left the Marine Corps, uh, honorably discharged, I went on to uh, school. One of the first things I did when I came home from the Marine Corps was went to school. And as we see, you know, as we look back and we grow up and we say, you know, what we thought was insignificant or didn't matter at one point in our life, as we grow older, as we mature, we begin to see its value and its significance. And so as soon as I came home, that was the first thing I did. I enrolled in school uh, at a junior college in Chicago and got my associate's degree. From there, I continued on and went and got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Chicago State University. And then I applied for grad school, and I began a community counseling uh, graduate program, and it was there. It was like that was the catalyst that led to me ultimately doing what I do now. Because mm-hmm. during my studies there, during my time there, I began to understand that you know what, everybody on this planet is here for a reason. That there's, there's things that make people do the things they do, and 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 it's all a part of a greater purpose, a greater plan that God has for our lives. And so some of the things that, you know, just studying psychology and studying this community counseling, I began to get more interested in this thing called life coaching. And I under, life coaching was really early. It was in its early infancy uh, around that time. 
Uh, you didn't really hear that buzzword as much. You didn't hear many, many people talking about their life coach and so forth. And But I got really interested in that. And so what I did is I began to step out of my own comfort zone, out of my own box, and I began to hold these uh, luncheons and breakfasts. And the first one I had uh, was on the south side of Chicago, and I sold it out. I know it was God because, you know, I, it, it totally sold out. It, it was packed out, and it was a leadership breakfast for African-American men. And during that time, from that, I began to get testimony back of the things that I shared in that leadership breakfast. People went on to start businesses, and they began to, you know, finish school. And, and other people, you know, they, they began to step out on their dreams. And I said, you know what? It's something to this. You know, it's something to the, the gift of encouragement, the gift of inspiring others that God had given me. And I just wanted to share that with those who he had called me to serve. And so from that point, I went and got a DBA. I, I started a DBA doing business as a consulting company. And so I began to help people with writing business plans and, and creating uh, uh, job uh, opportunities for other people. And, and some people uh, needed resumes. So I began to help in that um, facet with this DBA. And so during that same time, it was like this entrepreneurial, uh, serial entrepreneurial uh, thing kicked in, and I went out and got my realtor's license in 2007. And so I began to sell real estate while at the same time I was doing this thing with consulting. I was still in school, so I was a busy brother, right? And at the same time, I was, I was working at a law firm, right? And so I was working full-time, going to school full-time. And during this time, again, I, I knew that it was more to my life than simply working at this law firm. I knew it was more to my life than, you know, working, paying bills, you know, and this repetitive cycle of paying bills, going to work, get up, go work, pay your bills, you know. I knew it was more than that for my life. And, you know, I began to reach out more and, 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 and talk to people about their purpose, about the reason why they were here and about, you know, what – what gifts they had and what could you do with that gift? How can you monetize that gift? How can you turn what God has given you, you and, and to, into more than just something for you and share with the world? And so during that time, I went out. This is serial entrepreneur time, right? I got the DBA and mm -hmm. I got my realtor's license. And in 2008, I started a limited liability designer T-shirt company. And so it sounds like I'm all over the place. But it was something in me trying to get out that had more to do than a nine-to-five job. It had more to do with just, you know, uh, the run-of-the-mill, you know, going through the motions of life. It was, I, it was yes. a time of discovery. And so in 2008, I enrolled uh, in the Joseph Business School because I had started these businesses, but I started them without knowing, you know, uh, all the mechanics that go into running a business. And so after graduating from there, I continued to develop these businesses. And in 2008, I left the law firm. So I was working at this law firm for 10 years, and it came a point in time, and I said, you know what? I got to step out on what I believe. I got to step out on my dream. And so I stepped out and began this entrepreneurial journey. And in 2011, fast forward, 
I get my life coaching certification because I knew that in order to do this, I needed not only to uh, uh, know what I was doing with, you know, what was innately in me to encourage people, to help people, to help solve problems for people, but I knew that I needed to add a level of skill with that because every gifting that we have must be accompanied by a skill set. And so we must complement our gifting with skill set. And so during this time, and the reason I'm sharing all this with you is to just give you a background of the things that I've gone through, this, the, the trying to figure it out in life, trying to, you know, uh, uh, thinking I'm, I'm going in the right way, and, and then you discover that, wait a minute, maybe my passions have shifted and I go in another direction. And so all of this helped me to come into understanding about purpose, about destiny, about vision. And so in 2014, uh, I launched my first book uh, entitled Precision Purpose, Enjoying the Signature Life You Were Born to Live. Because I don't believe that in life, you know, uh, God makes it very ambiguous and vague to people about what they should do. It is a specific thing that we all need to be doing. And many of us are multitasking, and there are more things to us. There, we are multifaceted, but there is a precise core of what we are to do. And my thing is the is people. And so understanding I'm in the people business that, that gives itself to communication, that gives itself to service, that gives itself to understanding, you know, how to solve problems. And so with that understanding that there's a precise purpose for your life, I released that book. Uh in 2017, fast forward to this year, I released a second book, uh, 50 Keys to Reach Your Destiny, mm-hmm. Leadership and Performance-Based Principles for Life. And so it's almost like a, a, a series of sorts from the Precision Purpose book where I talk about understanding the discovery of your purpose, understanding what destiny is, how to build the right image inside of you, understanding without the right image, you cannot be granted access into your destiny. You have to know who you are. You have to know what you know. What makes you tick, if you will? What 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 is it about you that sets you apart from others? Which is the signature life that God has given you, according to the precise uh, purpose for your life. And so, this Fifty Keys book helps to give you insight uh, and keys and principles to understanding how you can walk this thing out. Talks about uh, principles of discipline, principles of persistence and consistency. All these are yeah. found in that book. Consistency, and, that's uh, a very relevant word for me. <laughs> go ahead. Which, which one is that? Consistency, no, but go ahead. Yeah, 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 but consistency. I, I actually have, have coined consistency as the birthplace of performance. Because we understand that whatever you are consistent at, good or bad, it's going to eventually produce a performance in your life. It's going to give rise to something in your life. And so that was, you know, a very uh, a condensed version of my, my beginning. But it all, it all started in the, in the city of Chicago on the south side as an as a, as a, as a only child raised by a single mom, my single mom, single parent mom, where this all really began. You know, you have questions about what is what is life about? What 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 should I be doing in life? What am I here for? And so those uh, events and things in my life 
led up to me doing what I'm doing now. With coaching and, I and appl- teaching. Yeah. And Osazi, you know, I I do thank and commend and applaud you for sharing that, you know, very transparent story. You know, I too, fellow Chicagoan. Um but yes, I, I do commend you, you know, for being the success story that you are. Um, as a matter of fact, I know, you know, time is, is getting away from us, but I definitely wanted to jump ahead and get a few questions in. In a nutshell, okay. expound upon your purpose empowerment project. Okay. Well, the Purpose Empowerment Project is uh, is basically something that I'm beginning now, um, and it's to inspire, empower, and equip uh, fledgling entrepreneurs, visionaries, leaders, uh, both in ministry and marketplace, to fulfill the call and mandate on their lives. Um, this is primarily done mm-hmm. through teachings, training. Uh, we're working on right now, and I say we, as I have a, a team of people that's working with me, uh, on this to develop a national tour. And mm-hmm. so people can, you know, as they follow me through the, the various social medias and on my website, uh, there will be more information forthcoming about that. But, yeah, we're, we're organizing a national conference tour um, to really awaken people to purpose that they may give rise to the leadership that is within them. That is a part of my purpose to help people actualize their purpose, meet their goals, and develop into the transformational leader God has created them to be. And so in a nutshell, that's the Purpose Empowerment Project. Um, And and thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I definitely made a note of your quote about consistency because that's something that strongly resonates with me personally and professionally. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. What is your best summation, your best uh, in summary for the following question? Okay. Who is the Michelangelo of one's life? And I say this because a wise man once said to me, and this is actually relevant or might be redundant because you've already alluded to this, but a wise man once said to me, some people make things happen, whereas others wait for things to occur. So what are your sentiments, and very briefly, in regards to that statement? Well, Two things. Uh, the first is uh, Newton's first law of motion. Every object will remain at rest or in uniform motion in a straight line until compelled to change its state by the action of its external force. But I want to insert an internal force. And I always say the wind begins within. People that do nothing usually have nothing. You know, and so that would be the difference. Some people think about it, and some people are dreamers, and they, they make nothing happen. But other people yes. are actionaries, and they act on what they said they were going to do. They act on those things. And so that would be the difference, in my opinion, uh, of those who watch things happen and those who make things happen. They are doers. Yes. yes. And faith, and which ties into faith without works, which was another question um, that I was going to pose. In fact, uh, well, it, let's let's even move ahead to which is most prevalent amongst individuals, which is relevant to the last question: sculpting and crafting one's life path or purpose by virtue of planning their work and working their respective plans. This is also uh, there was also priceless advice rendered to me by a former manager of mine. 
Mia, you've got to work your plan your work and work your plan. This is redundant. I've spoken about it on previous episodes. However, how does faith without works correlate to your practice or your point of view in a nutshell? Well, basically, you know, without doing something, see, it's like a two-sided coin. On one side, you have belief, and we all believe something, right? The other side is faith. Faith is actually the, the corresponding actions of your belief. And so whatever you believe, you do it. You don't tell me that you believe something and you don't practice it or you don't do it. And so mm-hmm. people that say they believe something about themselves that don't see it reflected in their life, I don't believe them. Why? Because they're not doing it. And so if you do believe that you have, that you have a vision and something that you're supposed to do in your life, the corresponding action of that is by faith to, do, to, to move out on it, to step out on it, to, to, to put feet to it. Okay. And this is correlates to, you know, another question I was going to pose, which is, okay, there's a pandemic of people plaguing themselves with excuses. I allude to that in my prose poem that I shared, uh, with excuses mm-hmm. to substantiate their relative, quote, plateaus. Or are so is there more of that or are people walking zealously in their purpose? What do you, what do you, what do you see? Uh, where's, where's the greatest weight, would you say? In, in a, in a, I, again, um, in a nutshell. Sure. Uh, and you see I'm very long-winded. So <laughs> I love people. I love no, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. I, I, really, I, I really think that there's, and that's what the Purpose Empowerment Project is all about. I don't believe that enough people are, are moving out in doing what they say they believe they'd like to do. You have people that are working, working jobs for 10, 15, 20 years, and they you know, always said, I want to do this, I want to do that, but they never step out on it. They never move out on it. They never do it. And so many people have plateaued uh, in the sense of they're just settling at what they have in life right now. They're not moving out. They're not doing what they say uh, they believe they should be doing or what they'd even like to do. Yes, I agree. And... um, hmm. I know, see, the time is getting away from us again, but I definitely wanted you to give a shout out um, for how people can re- reach you. Um, one of the things that you touched on was your, the books that you've written incorporate this your blueprint for your success. And I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and to spill, you know, basically uh, <laughs> spew over on, on what you have in your book, um, you know, because it would, of course water down people's purpose for buying your book, but it does house your customized recipe or blueprint or formula for flourishing and living in this purpose-filled life and and ultimately, essentially, having an, an equilibrium in life, which is what I advocate, balance. Um, so how can our listeners contact you or follow you to gather that information? Uh, well, you, they can go to my website, um, osazithompson.com. Um, or, and, and I have it, the same uh, domain link to my website is Precision Purpose. People will probably spell that a little bit more easy than my name, Osazi, but PrecisionPurpose.com. Also on my social media um, handles is my name, Osazi Thompson, from Facebook to LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and you'll begin to see a reoccurring 
reoccurring theme of me uh, um, uh, igniting people and empowering them to live on purpose, a purpose specifically uh, that God has for their life. So that's, yes, that's, again. that's pretty much, yeah. And I wholeheartedly endorse it all. Endorse it all. Uh, hang tight, hang tight. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, for all of you all listening out there, all of this information as to how to contact Osazi is posted on the episode page. I definitely encourage and implore you to please revisit it and take a look. I'd like to extend my utmost gratitude and accolades to Osazi Thompson for carving out the time, space, energy, and expertise to render his word, his personal story, his journey, his voyage. Moreover, I'd like to applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, alongside droves of loyal, avid, and magnifying listeners worldwide. And Troop, the Recalibrating the Scales radio show rests upon your very shoulders and simply cannot thrive and flourish without you all. I humbly beckon you your comments via Facebook and Twitter pertaining to feedback and suggestions for forthcoming episodes, please reach out to me. I'm very responsive. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off. Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.